Hi there and welcome to the fifth of the 30 30 minute rows. Now don't worry if you've just gone, ah, number five, what about the other ones? You can just do them in whatever order you want. You don't even have to do all 30 and you don't have to do them all in 30 days in a row. You can take rest days because I'm really nice and generous that way. As long as you enjoy the row, that's all that matters. So today's row is going to be a medium intensity row. So what that means is that you're going to be working hard, but not max. You're going to get to a point where you're like, oh, this is getting a bit spicy, but then you'll kind of, you'll get a chance to recover and it won't take you to that point where you're going to end up lying on the floor afterwards. Okay. Because what we're going to do is we're going to break our 30 minute row down into three minute chunks. I'm going to do them at 18, 20, 22, 24, 26 strokes a minute twice. So you go all the way up and then you go all the way back to, down to 18 again and then go all the way back up again. And then we're done. Yay. Um, and then so what we're going to do is just go a little bit faster each time as we go up through those stroke rates. And I'll talk about the actual pace during the warm up. So let's get straight into that four minute warm up. But we have to set up our machine first. So on a concept two, that means setting up your drag factor. Now, if you don't know where to set it, set it between like four and five because too low isn't a problem. Too high is where, is where it becomes a bit of a problem. If you're not on a concept two, just set the resistance so you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't have to heave again to get it started. Next up, go to your monitor. If you can, set it at eye height so you don't have to look up, you don't have to look down. And finally, get those foot straps or stretch your height set so that as you come into the front, your, your shins point, I forgot what they were called then, your shins point for, uh, straight up. Oh dear, I should start again, shouldn't I? But no, I'm not going to. No, 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 never, never. One take wonder. Um, yeah, so straight up. If you're set too high, it's a bit tough to get there. If you're set too low, you can kind of go scooting straight past and uh, yeah, and just, it's just uncomfortable that way. It's not good for your stroke. So we're going to do this four minute warm up, starting off round about uh, 20 strokes a minute and just enough of a push as though you were just standing up from a squat, okay? Because I want you to think about pushing with the feet at the same time your hands connect to the machine. Okay, here we go. In three, two, one, go. Now hopefully you get what I mean by hands connecting to the machine. It's that point when you feel the weight of whatever your rowing machine uses kind of move. So you push with the feet at the same time that your hands connect. And it can help to have a forwards, well, it does help. I keep on saying it can help. It does help. This is, rowing technique is, <laughs> I really should start again, but I'm not gonna, um, is that you tilt forwards into the front of the machine with straight arms as you, so you're in that position as you push with your feet. Okay, so forward tilt, straight arms, push. And that way, the power comes up through your body into your arms, into your hands, and into the machine. Does that make sense? I hope so. Sorry, I'm a little bit scrappy today. It's freezing cold and I think my brain's gone, <laughs> gone somewhere. So you can start to increase pace a little bit. And I want you just to take it to an intensity that it feels kind of the same amount as if you were walking up a continual flight of stairs. So breathing rate is up, heart rate is up, but it doesn't feel like you can't keep going, okay? So you're warming up, getting your body nice and warm. And from an intensity point of view for today's main row, this is where I want you to start at 18 strokes a minute. Is that kind of, is this walking up the stairs feel? And then as you increase your stroke rate through the main workout, I want you to go two seconds faster with each rate increase. So by the time you go from 18 all the way up to 26, you'll be going quite a lot faster. 10 seconds if I get the maths right, is that right? Uh, anyway, 
two more strokes and one foot on the ground okay so thumb out with the strap unhook your foot on the ground I have made a video about how to get out the straps quickly in case you're like how does he do that how does he get out the straps so fast it's simple really you just put your push your thumb outwards on the buckle and then kind of lift your foot up through the stretcher and then lift it out <laughs> really <laughs> okay let's swap feet so that one in so here you go so thumb up out continue right so the whole point of this single leg rowing is partly just to calm down a little bit through the warm-up so you're not working too intensely because after all this is a warm-up you're not meant to actually feel fatigued by the end of it but also it helps with that tilt forwards and backwards because you're not having to fight against two legs that are strapped in it's just pretty cool okay last one here both feet in I'm gonna tighten the straps first this time and then straight legs roll with your back and arms so that means swing over your back to take up the initial strain of the machine and then pull with your arms then out with your arms and then rock back over your hips again but it's important that your swing of the back is the initial take up of the stroke okay last one here and then let's roll to the front straight arms forwards tilt and just press out from the front not too hard same kind of press that you started the warm-up at because all I want you to do is concentrate on holding that forwards tilt in straight arms but also working on that timing that connection between pushing with the feet and the hands connecting the handle to the machine because that's where you get the power in and it's certainly where you can lose a lot of power if you get the timing wrong so main session's about to start and I'm going to do what I've been doing all the way through this 30 days thing so far where I'm going to wind back to the version that I recorded in 2021 you can roll along with uh, a slightly younger John for half an hour and then I will join you at the end for a cool down and some stretching so just remember every three minutes you're going slightly faster once you got to 26 you stop you reset and you well you don't stop you go back to 18 and then you go straight back up again okay like I say just listen to me um, if you do get completely stuck even if you're listening to a podcast or something instead of me just take a look at my stroke rate and every three minutes you'll see that it'll change and that should hopefully be your guide let me be your guide <laughs> I don't quite know who I'm trying to do an impression of there. Right, okay, so we're about to go. So if you're not already strapped in and stuff, then please make sure and do so. I'm really hoping I warm up. See this haircut? God, I've got a cold head now. <laughs> okay then, less chat and more rowing. Here we go then. In three, two, one, go. So we are starting at 18 strokes a minute. And at 2K plus... 20 pace uh, I seem to sometimes it does seem to take a few strokes for your monitor to settle in and kind of display your proper pace and rate or maybe I'm just blaming the monitor and it's actually my rusty bones <laughs> it's not quite a hidden pace let's hope not but just take your time 
2K plus 20 is a nice gentle pace really. So hopefully, as you find the rhythm of 18 strokes a minute, you will also start to match the pace. Remember, you can watch me for stroke rate. Can't do anything about your pace, I'm afraid. But just drive at the same speed that I drive at and recover at the same speed that I recover at. I should be running about two to one ratio where my drive phase is twice as fast as my recovery phase. I don't have a metronome, so I can't be bang on, but hopefully I'm close enough. Alright, so as we get to two minutes in, hopefully you've really settled in here. And remember, as we go up through the stroke rates, you do so by adding a little bit more of a push from your legs. And what that will do is it'll give you a slightly faster drive speed, which when you then couple that with a very slightly faster recovery too, that should result in a faster stroke rate. So you're still keeping a nice rhythm, okay? So both parts of your stroke increase and then your pace should go up with that automatically. Okay, two more strokes. One more, then we're gonna go up to 20 strokes a minute. Here we go. So just slight more push with your legs and then should just feel that a slight increase in your rhythm has just naturally turned into slight increase in stroke rate and your pace. I'm a great believer of kind of natural rhythm and natural pace working together. So it's like if I had my eyes closed couldn't see the monitor and was rowing at 20 strokes per minute at the right two to one drive speed and recovery ratio then I should be rowing at run about 2k plus 18 pace which is what I'm at right now and so then, when I increase stroke rate, I just naturally increase pace. 
when I recorded the videos for the um, stroke rate pacing long rows that I've done on the channel. That was a real eye-opener to how my pace just naturally increased with stroke rates. It's all about rhythm, ratio, but importantly, making sure that you are pushing those legs into the machine for the drive. I talked at quite some length yesterday when it came to technique about various parts of the stroke but really that push with your legs at the front is the most important okay two strokes one more and we're up to 22 strokes a minute slight increase of that push so you have a faster drive speed and it should hopefully have resulted in two or three seconds increase of your pace and once you find that rhythm just hold in on it 22 is a little awkward there's no real time reference to look at like 20 strokes a minute is one stroke every three seconds 24 is one stroke every two and a half seconds but 22 you just have to get locked in and then hold that rhythm I seem to be jumping up to 23 now and then try and sort that out so keep that forward lean and those arms nice and straight as you push your feet into the machine if you can try to maintain the right technique through all of these different stroke rates that will be how your pace etc naturally increases if you start to do something weird as the rate goes up you'll find that because you're not using the same stroke technique you're kind of you don't have the consistency to just let your rhythm 
be your guide. That's, me, that's that guide word again. What am I on about with guides today? All right. Almost there. With the change up to 24. One more. Let's go 24. So like I say, more of a push from your legs. Should find your stroke rate increases as is your pace. So I usually hit a natural pace of 2K plus 12 when rowing at 24 strokes per minute. And that is pretty much what I'm hitting today. So I've got two more minutes at this stroke rate and then we'll kick up to 26 and then drop back down to 18 again after that. I can feel my, my legs starting to just tighten up a little bit. I can feel my glutes in my backside saying hello. But that's mostly Just pressure from sitting on the seat and not relieving the point that my sit bones are pressing into my glutes. Okay. Keep that rhythm going. Remember, your handle away from your body really is a huge part of your stroke rate, especially the fluidity. Get that handle away. Let it trigger your forward lean. And then just bend your knees to roll to the front of the machine. Okay, four. Three, two, one. Here we go. The first of our 26 intervals. Now for some of you, this may be getting up there stroke rate wise. So really think about what you're doing in the handle. So as you pull in to a finish, let the handle come straight 
back out from your chest again at the same pace it's all about rhythm so it goes in out in out in out and get those arms nice and straight and let the momentum of your arms be what triggers your your back to come up from that layback into your forwards tilt again and then once your hands are past your knees your back should be tilted forwards so all you have to do is bend your knees to effortlessly slide towards the front of the machine again and your arms and back will already be in that correct forward tilt and arms straight position ready for the next stroke all right then coming into the close of this first climb which I'm quite thankful for okay one more slow it down 18 strokes a minute ah. compose yourself try not to fall too much off 2k plus 20 pace maybe I mean I dropped to plus 22 at the transition and that's okay it's hard work dropping from that higher rate down to this lower rate because the thing is although 18 strokes a minute 2k plus 20 is an easier pace see when you just had the the edges rounded off you by climbing up that kind of ladder it's not so easy putting in that push of the legs to hit pace at such a low stroke rate 
And the thing is, by the time you feel you've recovered, we're going to start the climb again. So we've still got a minute to go for you to compose yourself before we go up. And so hopefully you'll get what I meant about how the intensity as you get up to 26 is definitely up there. You're really pushing to hold on, but that's just a couple of intervals within the rest of the row. So although at the time you might be thinking, this is more than a mid-tier effort. Overall for the row, it all comes out in the wash as mid. Okay, two more strokes. One more. Let's go up to 20. So one stroke every three seconds. More of a push from your legs. And hopefully you won't find it too tough to hit your pace. Now, ideally, you want to go through the same paces as you did on the last climb. So even though you may be a little bit more fatigued than you were the last time round, if you increased two seconds for the 20s, I want you to make sure I've done that again. Same for the 22s. If you increased three seconds for the 24s, I want you to do that again. Okay? So this isn't about backing off. Ideally, both sets of climbs will show the same pace average over each of the matching three-minute intervals. Hopefully, you're not breathing as hard as I am, but again, I'm playing the... I'm talking the whole, three, whole way through this card. <clears throat> okay. 20 more strokes and then we'll kick up again to 22 but the good news is that's us got less than 10 minutes to go it's another session where doing it this way really makes 30 minutes fly by which is what I'm trying to do with most of the sessions on this 30 days of 30 minute 
thing. Okay. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Here we go. 22 strokes a minute. And another two or three seconds faster. Oh, there you go, 22. Got the wind in my fur a bit there. Went straight up to 24. Can always tell when I need a bit of a breather. So when I start counting down strokes, But it is a little bit tough at times. And this session should really be taking all of us through a cardio workout as well as muscles, which is part of why I say that your rhythm and pace is linked. It's like you're putting the same amount of effort into the stroke, but you're doing more of them per minute. And that's why it feels tougher and why you're going faster. I hope anyway. Remember, technique. As we come out of the slower 22s into the higher 24s and 26, it's all about that forward lean, straight arms and push with your legs while holding your forward lean and straight arms. Pull at the end of the stroke, not the start. So your legs go push and then your arms go pull. Push, pull. Push, pull. That really is the length of time at this rate that you want to hold your arms straight for. Okay. Two more. One more. 24 strokes a minute. Come on. More of a push from your legs. Get that rate up. Now if fatigue is starting to set in. One of the first things that will go is your posture. You may have started with bonnie bonnie posture, but either through fatigue 
or tiredness by muscle fatigue, I mean. You may be starting to slump at the back of the stroke or over-leaning and crumpling at the front of the stroke. So try to keep up on your sit bones as you come forwards, tilting in no more than to one o'clock on the clock face. And then as you drive and come into a finish, you should still feel your sit bones connected to the seat rather than your hips pointing backwards and your tailbone tucked underneath you. And obviously it helps as you start the drive to have a braced core. And that's all of your core, not just your stomach muscles. Your back too. And the same goes for the finish. A nice braced core and a powerful posture. And don't overlean. Just 11 o'clock. All right, two strokes. One stroke. And here we go. More of a push. Let's get up to 26 and run about 2K plus nine or 10. Endure posture and handle control will be what gives you your consistency at this higher rate. So I'm never stopped during the stroke. I constantly drive, recover, drive, recover. I don't hold the handle stopped at any point. Well, maybe a tenth of a second at the front as I turn round, but it's all about rhythm in and out. Use your body's momentum which will hopefully mean that you don't need to tug your feet against the foot straps 
to pull yourself forwards. Use that momentum of your arms away and your back rocking up and over your hips. That's what will start you moving forwards so that all you have to do is bend your knees. 40 seconds to go. Come on. It's a tough part of the road, but we're done in 25 seconds. Keep pushing with your legs. Stroke rate should stay the same. Just push with your legs. We get two more. One more. Oh. Well, that was fun. Let's <laughs> give ourselves a minute or so to just steady things down a little bit before we go into a two minute cool down. We'll see how my heart rate recovers. I finished at 89% of max, which I think was about 162. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. I'm in a bit of a puddle of a mess now. It's just an interesting row, isn't it? That kind of climb up and then you get a chance to kind of, you know, not cool down, but it's like you just ease off for a while, but then you see it coming again. So um, great row. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. So let's get ourselves into a two minute cool down. Always important. We're going to do this run about the same pace you did the warm-up at. Um, feel free to like ease off as you go through this two minutes. Um, it's up to you. Just make sure that you use this as a cool down, okay? So in three, two, one, let's go. Uh, of course, you don't have to do just the two minutes that I'm doing. Remember, I hang around and do a stretching session for six or seven minutes after the row. You can, of course, just lock in like a 2k or something during that and use that to cool down much like the the row pro cool downs where it's 2k and you try and do it in nine minutes or or is it nine minutes and you try and do exactly 2k i can't remember there's an app i've been nowhere near for ages row pro just seems i don't know somewhat prehistoric to connect a computer to the machine nowadays. Everything's about apps. I think my personal opinion is that if RoPro are going to succeed in the market, they really need to bring out an app for the racing. I know they've got an app for scheduling, but not for the actual races themselves, so with XR and Indoor Collective, Immersi Row, and a whole bunch of others coming up behind them, all trying to work out how to get the racing thing. And in fact, let's look at the, the daddy 
got Erg Race from Concept 2 and that solved it for app connected races which kind of means that RoPro is really just there for those who don't have a phone or a PM5 or well or just enjoy using RoPro to be honest right there you go oh, I've got a blister oh. me talking about not getting blisters for so long and I've got one so right like I say, we're about to hit a stretching session. If you don't have time to do that stretch, then please at least do your quads and your hamstrings at one point, but not in the shower, because I don't want you to slip and fall over. Or you can join good old Stretchy John. Think you'll crack a smile today? Don't think so. Or you can join me on the machine if you don't have space to stretch anywhere. So straps nice and loose so that you can flick your toes back against them to create a better angle between your shins and your feet. Put your hands in the air and fold forwards. And my watch buzz. Ah. I've got my watch set to every hour on the hour it tells me to drink water. And to be fair, I ignore it more than I do it. <laughs> Especially, well, proofing the point, it just buzzed while I'm talking to you. But then I have taken in like a litre worth of fluids in and around this row, so yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so folding forwards, you should get a nice little stretch into your hamstrings. If you don't have it in the hamstrings, if it's in your shins, chances are you've got your toes pointed forwards. It's not really what you're looking for. And then let's move on to glutes next. Get this right way around. So put one leg up on the rail, other leg comes over, heel goes into the crook of your knee. Bring this knee across your body so you've got a straight line between your head, your knee and your foot. Hold it in place with your other arm. Hold on to the back of the machine and then rotate down into your glute. Ooh, that's a bit tight. <laughs> Yeah, and if you, as long as you kind of hold this knee and let this straight line between your head, the knee and your foot, it's kind of quite important for this one just to make sure you're getting enough of a stretch into your, your glute. I mean, holding onto the back of the machine is just about stability. I mean, I can scratch my head, I can... Okay, so it's just about making sure I don't fall off, especially because you're sitting on the seat. Let's swap legs. I'm really not a fan of... I mean, every now and then you'll see things in magazines or on the internet with people doing... Um, press-ups or uh, ab crunches, like like uh, foot-to-chest crunches or whatever, using the seat of the rowing machine. Um, so they kind of hold on to the seat and do press-ups off it, or you put your feet on the seat and you do those crunches I was on about. But it's actually quite, the seat's quite unstable. It's so fluid and so loose that you get it wrong really easily. Um, and suddenly go flying off the, the back of the machine or fall off. So that's why I kind of use, I like to stabilize myself at the back. Let's do quads next. So hold on to the monitor if you want, just to give yourself a little bit of stability. Pull your uh, heel up behind you so that it touches your backside and then hold on to kind of like the upper part of your foot. Just give enough of a pull that you start to feel the stretch into your quads, okay? Again, you want a straight line between your shoulders, your hips and your knee, and that will help with that stretch. And it's your quads you're trying to get this into, not your hip flexors, okay? So if it's quite high up in your hip flexors, you're doing something, <laughs> something wrong. Just trying to think what it might be, but let's swap legs. Oh no, missed. Try again. Uh, oh no. Oh. There we go. <sighs> um, yeah. So if you noticed a continuity error uh, at the point when we were going from hamstrings to glutes, I'm afraid I had to take an... Uh, the Tesco people came with an online shop, so I had to run away uh, and do and speak very kindly to the Tesco man while he delivered all my shopping, because that's how lazy I am. That's just a still convenient thing. That's one of the things that came out of lockdown. There's loads of convenient things that happened. Right, okay, so I want to do, what one do I want to do first if I'm doing that? I want to stretch, <laughs> sorry, we're doing hip flexors next, and I had to work this one out. So, 
One foot comes in front of you, knee over the top of your foot, other knee on the ground, up on your toes at the back. Okay, so you've got 90 degree angles in both. And then just push your hip with the knee on the ground forwards. So that knee on the front foot comes over the top of your foot, but you still have a relatively, you still have a relatively good posture or hopefully a very good posture between your shoulders and, and whatever. So you should feel a really nice stretch going into your hip flexor as you do this. So again, notice the difference between this stretch and how it's up high in your hip flexor versus when you're stretching your quads. The, the quad is more like down in the, the meat of your, your thigh. Um, quad, funnily enough, um, rather than being like up high in the hip flexors. Right, so then let's do the hip flexor without knee touching the ground. So feet together, step forwards, back foot is up on the toes, okay? And then all you do is you sink down, okay? And then still try and keep a good posture. And as you sink down, that's when you get that stretch right here into that hip flexor. I can feel it right, right up there. And by doing it this way, instead of the way I have been doing it previously. So thank you very much, Eric, if you're watching this, because this has been revolutionary. You take a lot of the force out of that kind of forward lunge. It's now going into the hip rather than the way I was doing it before by trying to kind of hover a lot closer to the ground um, the way I did it before. And it was really all the force was going into that front leg rather than my hip flexor. Whereas now that stretch feels a lot better into that hip flexor. How many times can you say hip flexor? Right, let's do shoulders next. So hands straight in front of you, bring it across your body, hold it in place with the other arm and just kind of give enough of a kind of a pull against you that you can feel your shoulder getting a nice little stretch in it. Again, like I say, every time we do this, your shoulder shouldn't take that much of a beating when you're, when you're rowing. Yes, when you drive, you're hanging off your shoulders, you kind of, the tendons and things are hanging off them, but really if your shoulders, at swap arms, if your shoulders are really, really sore um, from rowing, chances are you are pulling too early rather than hanging off. Remember I talk about this being like you're hanging from uh, a pull-up bar where you're not, you don't hang like by pulling against it. When you're hanging, you, le you let your arms be straight and you hang off it. It's the same with the rowing stroke, okay? I didn't do forearms. So forearms, <laughs> put your hands together in front of your face and then push them together as you bring them down in front of your chest or slightly above belly button, I guess, yeah, maybe. My thumbs are touching my heart rate monitor, so that's kind of, but, but no matter what, what you want is right angle between your fingers and your wrists, okay? And that will then give you a nice stretch into your forearms. And also if you're pushing, it should give you a nice little stretch into your fingers too. Okay, so okay, quite useful um, after a row, especially even if you're doing intervals um, and you're, let's say it's like you're doing 100 meter intervals, say you're doing 20 100 meter intervals with 20 seconds rest in between, eventually your forearms do start to get quite solid. And so that stretch is really good for just easing them off. <sighs> Next up, let's do biceps, okay? So we're gonna go into our ski jump, whoosh, winter Olympics, and then just rotate those thumbs outwards to lengthen the long head of your biceps, okay? I wonder if I'm ever, if I've, my rotation distance has grown since I started doing this one. wonder if one day I'll be able to do a 360 turn. Where am I? That way? Hang on. Is that 360? 180. 360. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Next up, uh, triceps. Because, of course, that's just contracted our triceps. So we'll do our triceps next. So hand in the air. Put it down your back so it's touching your spine and then use your other hand to just help that tricep a little bit further back so it's pointing straight up to the sky. And that should give you a nice wee stretch into your tricep. Again, there's loads of different ways to, to stretch your tricep and all your other muscles. So um, it's probably a bit late to be saying this, as I mean, this is the last muscle group we're stretching, but <laughs> um, 
stretch what you need to do and how you need to do it rather than just blindly following me. This is a good starter if you haven't ever thought about stretching before, swap arms. But if someone's told you that for you, this is the best way to stretch, then do the way you've been told, okay? Especially if it feels better than the way I do it. This does have, doing it this way, does have the advantage if you get, um, you do, if you kind of get your arm right, let's try and do it on this one as well. Yeah, when you do it right, you get a nice little stretch into your lats as well from doing this. And your lats do also take quite a lot of work. So there we go, that's us, we're done with our stretching. So. I hope you enjoyed this uh, medium intensity workout. I mean, medium <laughs> doesn't really sell it well, but on the, the intensity pyramid, it's medium, okay? So low intensity is those 20 strokes a minute ones. Max intensity is the ones where you're like, oh, I'm bleeding out my eyes, I'm breathing out my eyes, not bleeding out your eyes. If that happens, go and see to the doctor. But medium is in between, but it doesn't mean it's like medium intensity as I'm like, hey, this is really easy. Because frankly, if you did that right, that wasn't easy, <laughs> okay? So, so there we go. So that was uh, fifth, yeah. I think it was the fifth uh, row of the 30 days of 30 minute rows. And like I say, you don't have to do them all. You don't have to do them one after the other. You can take rest days. You don't even, have, don't even have to do them in the order I put them out at. But what I would suggest is that you kind of follow the sequence of um, a hard one is always followed by uh, low intensity just to give you a chance to recover, okay? So the last thing is just the hashtag. Um, oh, I can't, I can't remember what on earth I talked about in the, the main session or anything that I've ranted about. What did, I had a mini rant, didn't I? What was my mini rant? Oh, I, I can't remember. Oh, um, let's just say uh, five, uh, was, what, five is, that's a sixth of the way there. You're not gonna say sixth. Oh, sixth sense. Oh, there was, that's the way go. See, that's how my mind works. <laughs> so hashtag sixth sense, because we're a sixth of the way through the 30 days of 30 minute uh, workouts. That's tenuous, isn't it? That's as thin a, thin a thread as you could uh, imagine. But yeah, thank you so much for doing this one. Uh, please let me know how you got on. And again, let me know if you did the music one or if you did the non-music one. It seems relatively even, to be honest. It seems that, uh, yeah, it's a kind of a split. So I don't know whether I'll continue to do this afterwards. Um, once I've done all these, that'll just carry on, just putting a music version and a non-music version. Kind of does damage the YouTube algorithm a little bit, but pff, that's not what I'm on about. I'm about helping to make you row happier so you can get fitter, faster, stronger. I'll shut up now, so thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much once again. I will see you in the next video. Until then, take care, be well. Bye-bye.